at First Lutheran Church in Minot, North Dakota. So it is often said that Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year. And I am sure that is true for a lot of people a lot of the time. But I also know it's not true for everyone all the time. Sometimes we get to the holiday season and it's not all that wonderful for whatever reason. Perhaps that reason for you is the stress of busyness, or maybe it's financial concerns paired with gift-giving expectations. Maybe it's broken or strained relationships among family members, or a serious illness, or a cancer diagnosis. And sometimes it's the profound loss of grief when the people we'd most like to celebrate the holiday with are no longer with us. And for a lot of us, even if we aren't experiencing our own illness or hardship or loss, we know and love someone who is. And in Christian compassion, our hearts hurt along with theirs. We often close our Wednesday evening worship with one of our favorite camp songs called No One is an Island, and it, it has this line in it that each one's joy is joy to me. Each one's grief is my own. And that's what it means to be part of the one body of Christ that is the church. We both celebrate and suffer together so that no one may be alone. And so that is why, as a community of faith at First Lutheran Church this morning, we are giving space and air to all of the feelings around Christmas that may not be jolly or jingly, those feelings that aren't merry or bright. So our joy this morning, while present, is a gentler joy. Because for many among us, the joy of Christmas lives right alongside sorrow, doubt, regret, or grief. Yes, Christmas is a joyful and happy time, of course, but Christmas can certainly be complicated. And I think that's because um, while Christmas may or may not be the most wonderful time of the year, depending on your circumstances, um, whether it's wonderful or not, it's safe to say that Christmas is definitely the most. It's the most time of the year. It is the most food, it is the most spending, it's the most traditions and pictures and music, it's the most stress, the most emotional, most anticipated, most laden with expectations, etc. Christmas is definitely the most time of the year. And while for many people that is the excitement and the rush and the spectacle of Christmas, for others who are enduring moments or months of pain, all of those things can start to feel like a burden, a heavy one. There's this pressure, sometimes it's very real, sometimes it's perceived, but a pressure to put on a happy face and to pretend that we're feeling something we're not, to set aside the truest and most complex parts of our spiritual lives so that we can neatly match the merry and bright everything around us. So to you who sit in that space this Christmas season, I want you to know that there is freedom in the gospel to be more than one thing. In fact, there's invitation. Perhaps there's even deeper and deeper richness and deeper beauty in our Christmas observances when we can acknowledge that complexity 
in our lives. To recognize, of course, that God with us, Emmanuel, is cause for pure joy, and then to also confess that the circumstances of this world and the situations in which we find ourselves do naturally lead to grief, sorrow, lament, trauma, and more. And this isn't a surprise, really, because the light coming into the world wouldn't have been very necessary without darkness in the first place. If humans could capably manage our lives and our relationships, our health, all of creation and the whole world, then we wouldn't need a savior. And if we didn't need a savior, God would not have become incarnate. God would not have needed to be born an infant in a stable long ago. Without the reality of darkness in our lives and in our world, we wouldn't need Christmas. But pain and sickness, suffering, sin, and death are indeed part of our lives. And so that means that they are also part of the Christmas story. These things are the very important why that precedes God's divine action at Christmas. Christmas, which is this transformational milestone in the history of God's salvation in the world. This is God's big move toward the health, healing, and wholeness of all creation. So remember this year, in the midst of all of the flurry of activity and noise and wrapping paper and flour dusting every surface in your kitchen, or remember in the midst of silence and tears and heartbreak, remember that Christ was born for this, for all of it. Christ was not born just to attend a festive party, but to tend to the brokenness and the need in all of our lives. There's this podcaster I really like called Nora McInerney. I think she has trademarked this phrase, happy-ish holidays. And she speaks um, eloquently as one who lost her, um, her husband and her dad and her unborn baby all in a span of six months in late 2014. As Nora would say, if you can't have a happy holiday, have a happy-ish holiday. And if you can't have a happy-ish holiday, that's okay. Have a holiday. So I would say if you can't have a merry Christmas this year, or even a merry-ish Christmas, have a holy Christmas. Holy in which the joy of the season comes from this conviction that the, the deeply human pain and need that we feel was exactly what God had in mind when God chose to become incarnate for the sake of humanity. A holy Christmas recognizes that your tears, your longings, your human frailty are real, but they have ultimately been redeemed by this tiny one born in Bethlehem who grew to teach and live and then die and rise again to save us and to make all things new. So we are going to gather later this week already on Thursday here in this space with joy and energy and lots of people in fancy clothes and pretty lights and loud singing. I hope all of you will be able to join us for Christmas Eve worship at 3.30, 5.30, or 9 o'clock. But also know that there is space here, too, for you to bring with you the sorrow, the trauma, the lament that lives under those layers of smiles and festive dressed, dress. To bring it with you, to bring it before God at Christmas, trusting that Christ was born for this and Christ was born for you. 
Now it is the fourth Sunday in Advent. God is near in Jesus, the Prince of Peace, in whose mercy all wholeness and reconciliation are possible. And in him is our hope in the midst of darkness, that what has come into being through him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and no matter how deep or profound or enduring it may be, the darkness does not overcome it. So if you can't have a Merry Christmas this year, have a Holy Christmas. That is enough. And not only is it enough, Christ was born for this. May God in tender strength preserve you in simple hope and in humble joy. And may you find healing and wholeness in due time in the wide mercy of our Almighty God. Amen.